exclusive podcast from Impact 89FM. Burn not. Well, we are Big Ten champions. Woo! Outright. Raise the banner. Outright. Raise the banner. And we are officially outright after the or We waited on the banner this time. That's true. Is Couldn't the, we... <laughs> Didn't we raise an outright banner? And... I think it was 2000. We, we, we raised the banner. Oh, no. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've done that before a couple of times. That's that's true. But we waited until after the game to raise the banner, after the Purdue game, to do, have the senior you know Doesn't matter, senior day. And and sent Purdue packing yesterday. That's true. Good good vibes all around. But yeah, it was, it was definitely a strange, a new tradition, as Coach Tom Izzo called it, waiting until after the last game to honor the seniors and then raise the banner, which he took took a risk of uh, possibly losing that game. It wouldn't be a very joyous celebration. No, certainly not. But, I mean, hey, we won. We won by 11. Down we, at half, right? Or it was close. It was close. We weren't. <laughs> we were never down. No, we were down two. We were down okay. two at halftime. 31-29. business. Yeah, we came back and just took them to school. At halftime, Izzo said that the players really kind of took over. That Walton stepped up and did most of the talking at halftime, and he just he showed his leadership and just came out. And it, he, in my mind, he earned the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year award in that game. If not back at, in Illinois, he had three steals. He also deflected about five other passes, and he just was. On fire what defensively. It, it is. And it was great. I talked to him after the game. I asked him. He was named by uh, Seth Davis to the all-glue team, which mm-hmm. is guys who are your glue guys. You're not, not going to be your prolific scorer, but they get the job done. And I asked him how he felt about that. And he said it was great, but he, it really the national awards, like stuff like that, didn't matter to him. He wanted the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, and he really wanted Kalen Lucas to win the Big Ten Player of the Year. And we'll find out about that. Shortly, it's on Big Ten Network right now. They've got the awards show going from seven to seven thirty. So I'll try to try to keep checking in on that as I can here and see. We should be able to get. In my mind, Kalen Lucas is Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, Michigan State won the Big Ten by four games, and he was by far our best player. He had. I'm not sure on this. I'm not absolutely positive, but I think in Big Ten games alone, he led the league in scoring. You know, certainly, uh, no uh, disrespect to Drew Neitzel. He played awesome, but it's it's very refreshing to have a, a slashing, you know, go to the hoop score like like Lucas down the stretch. That's true. Have a real point guard also. Yes, someone who can get to the line and and all that fun stuff. And it, it should be mentioned, Kalen Lucas had twenty one points yesterday. He had five assists, uh, six turnovers. He struggled. Some of them weren't his fault. Not very characteristic for him. Not very, but he was also very sick, I guess. He was thrown up at halftime, or at least hanging around the garbage can, is what uh, Izzo said. That's what they call it. Yeah, so I assume he's probably had the flu, maybe walking pneumonia, mono, you know. (laughs) Kidding on on the latter of those, but, you know, the flu bug does seem to run around that team like crazy. But he seemed to play... Just fine. And now we head on to the Big Ten Tournament down here in Indianapolis. Coming up on Thursday, the games start. Now I just want to mention, I don't don't want to brag too much, but I'm going to. I did project how the Big Ten Tournament would look last week on the show. I sat down last Monday and I said I figured out the Big Ten, figured out how it was going to end. I didn't get the games exactly right. Did you have like a midterm to study for? Is that when you took the time to... Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. (laughs) Okay. 
Yeah, something something around something there. Something along those lines. Yeah, you know, could have been studying for poli sci, reading, I'm sure. But I figured out the Big Ten. And, you, you know, it paid off. The Big Ten it, it paid off. I got the seating correct and for the Big Ten. Are. And, you know, I think I did okay on the finals or midterms. You never know. But the Big Ten, just like how I said last week, we have the first game is Minnesota against Northwestern in the 8-9 matchup. Hey, you know, that the, the thing is, Every North game. Northwestern's playing for their tournament. Exactly. Tournament lives here. In every game, this in this tournament, it matters because in years past, it's like Big Ten tournament. Who cares? I mean, yeah. they they don't matter. It's just kind of okay. You went maybe a team who was like an eight seed can make a run and right. win it and somehow make it into the tournament That's that way. Much it, yeah. And otherwise, it's like okay, you've got your top four teams. They're already in the big tournament, the NCAA. It's like, oh, let's just see who gets to raise this banner, who gets the trophy. Kind of a little icing on the cake. Nobody really cares, usually. But this year, we have six teams who are on the bubble for the NCAA tournament in the Big Ten. So every single one of these games, you have to win for these teams. I mean, Minnesota and Northwestern. Northwestern. They're saying it might take maybe two wins for Northwestern. I, I agree. I mean, they, they've had some great wins. They have the potential to beat anybody in the nation, and that's what I think really matters for a bubble team. Mm-hmm. If they can pull off those big upsets, that's what matters. And people say, oh, well, they've lost. They can still lose to these really bad teams, and they don't deserve it. Well, if a bubble team makes it into the tournament, it's not like they're going to be playing against a number 16 seed. Right. Bubble teams get placed in from about the 10 seed to about the 14. So they'll be on the upset side. Right. They're going to play those teams that are better, which they've already proved they can beat at times. They also have proved they can lose to them. So, you know, you have to look at it that way. The teams that have the most upsets are the best teams to put in the bubble, in my mind, if you want upsets. That's why, like, Michigan, who has five wins against the RPI Top 50, mm-hmm. they'd, they'd be tough. Put them in. I mean, yeah, they have nine losses also, but they've still won games won five games against them been close and others right but like we were saying northwestern they beat minnesota if the if they beat minnesota they'll look pretty good mm-hmm. and then if they beat us again they're in for sure i i think minnesota on the other hand even if they beat northwestern i still say they're on the edge i think both of those teams have to beat us in their second game to really to really make sure they make it. Now, last week I said probably not not exactly what all the Spartan fans out there want to hear. I think Michigan's in the tournament. Oh yeah. And I I know that you agree with me on that. You you've been you like to watch the Michigan team. You're a fan of how they play. Yeah, I am. They've got you know, they've got exciting players. I certainly would never want them to win over our, our beloved Spartans. But, uh, you know, they got a lot of talent, and always it's always interesting to see what they do with it on any given day, you know, if if Manny's going to be proactive and go for that double-double or if, you know, he's going to camp Or triple-double with turnovers. <laughs> right, or if he's going to camp around the three-point line. I, you know, it's just such an immense amount of talent there. Um, you know, certainly nothing we have to worry about, but... They could certainly be a major player in the tournament, I think. I mean, clearly Duke and uh, UCLA could tell you that. So Yeah, definitely. And Michigan plays Iowa in that 7-10 matchup in the Big Ten. The winner goes on to play Illinois. And for those who didn't listen last week, I said 
I figured they would beat Minnesota, that Michigan would. That's huge for them. Most people think they're in for sure now. If they lose to Iowa, they might be out. They they have to beat Iowa, plain and simple. Just just to afford, just so it removes that doubt. Then they'll play Illinois. Even if they lose to Illinois, their strength of schedule will go up again. So they'll be in the top ten. Mm-hmm. They'll have have those quality wins. I mean, Minnesota was another RPI top fifty team, and what the work that they've done that'll put them at twenty wins on the season if they beat Iowa. So, I see them in for sure. Mm-hmm. Penn State plays Indiana the last game of the first round, the six versus eleven. Lots of people are saying that Penn State's not in yet. I think they are, but their out of conference strength of schedule is terrible. It's like three hundred and fifty. Yeah, is what they're saying mm-hmm. right now. According according to Joe Lunardi. Mm-hmm. So I mean, obviously they have to beat Indiana. Nobody can afford Indiana, like a loss to Indiana. If they win that game, Penn State goes on to play Purdue. Mm-hmm. So let's, I mean, add another win in Indiana. Play tough against Purdue. You're in sure. Now Michigan State plays a winner of. Minnesota Northwestern. How how do you feel about those matchups? Either one of those. You know, I mean, certainly anyone in the Big Ten can beat anyone else, but no, we're riding too high right now. I just, with how we're playing, I, I truly don't want to seem overconfident, but it's just, you know, call me, you know, naive or whatever, but I just, I don't see it. I don't see anyone, you know, upsetting us in this tournament. So really if don't. if you don't see anybody upsetting us and we're we're the number one seed, that means you see us winning it. Right. Okay. Exactly. So we, I mean we don't have to. So I mean. Right. It's it's really. You know I guess if we lose no big deal but it'd be nice to get that number one seed. That's true. That is the that is really the only way to get the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking number one. In the NCAA tournament. tournament. Yes. They've already got the number one. Uh, if we do win our first game, we play the winner of Wisconsin-Ohio State. We've, a little tougher. A little tougher. We've beaten, some, beaten them both. Beaten them both. It's fine. It's no, no problem. Wisconsin is always tough in the Big Ten yes. tournament, though. Yes. That's the one thing to Wisconsin's remember. Wisconsin is scary. They're a dangerous team always in the Big Ten tournament. They, they always, I don't know what Bo Ryan does, but he gets them playing towards the end of the season. He gets them up mm-hmm. at the right times. And I mean Ohio State, they're they're a scary team. There's a lot of talent on that team. Just they're still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Then down floating on the bottom, you have the two and three Illinois and uh, Illinois and Purdue. They'll most likely play each other unless there's an upset in there. Which you know, who knows? Purdue just lost to who? Who did they just lose to last week? Ooh, they lost to us. Time. Yeah, lost us. <laughs> that, that's what matters. And some other Big Ten team. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Penn State, maybe, or Northwestern, one of the two. I, yeah, one of those two seems One of those reasonable. two. And Illinois, I mean, they, they're playing tough. They they got up to the number two seed, but they've still lost other mm-hmm. games. I mean, who knows what's going to happen there. Likely they'll meet in the other semifinal. Who do you see, who do you see us beating in the finals then, Brandon? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how the bracket would have a, us matched up, or who we'd be opposite go, from. We are opposite Illinois and Purdue. Okay, so man, I don't know. I've already, yeah. So maybe, uh, 
Maybe Purdue. Purdue again? Yeah. On a neutral neutral court this time. We've court. split. Each time the home home teams won. Yeah, it's surpri- I, I didn't know Illinois would be a number two seed over Purdue like that. I just, I don't, I don't know. I have these things where I don't see certain teams as threats, and of course they're usually the most dangerous. But you know, I, I, I think Purdue would would uh, edge out Illinois uh, if those two were to match up. So yeah, just your, I, I would say Michigan State and Purdue. We'll see if I can uh, gloat next week. Who knows? It should be fun. I'm going down there, heading down. I heard that to Indy on Thursday. Get to watch a whole lot of basketball. And you know, hopefully, hopefully it's good games. It should some, be, you know, get some studying in in between that, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Schoolwork's important. Yes. Right. Now I just just found here. I have the results of the coaches balloting for the Big Ten awards here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, like we said, there's one one surprise on here. I didn't mention it. I thought it could happen, but there's one surprise. Player of the year, Kalen Lucas. No brainer. Okay. No brainer. <laughs> Certainly not. Not around no. these parts. No, yeah, exactly. He's <clears throat> he's the obvious choice for obvious any choice. any Spartan fan. There's Evan Turner, no. Manny Harris, no. Don't know who those people are. Yeah, exactly. It's it's gotta be him. I heard they play in the Big Ten, but that's about it. Yeah, that's decent, you know. Freshman of the year, Will Buford, Ohio State. Mm. Kid's good. Sure. I'll give it to him. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. T Walt. T Walt. Done. Travis Walton. Done. Got it. <laughs> now, coach of the year. Ah. Oh. You know, there's there's a lot of upstart coaches. You've got you've got uh, Bill Carmody. You've got Bill Self, Ed DeCellis at Penn State. Carmody's with Northwestern Self, Illinois. Thank you. Yeah, for for those who I had, I <laughs> know, yeah, I know, I, know I, I understand. <laughs> I I knew that I had to throw those in there. Yeah. Uh, but coach of the year, Tom Izzo, there it is. Michigan State. You win the Big Ten by Come four on. games Come on. with Clearly. without having Goron, without having Raymar, without having a healthy Delvon. You know, we've always been known for having a good prom, uh, program, but you know, in the past years, it may not have shown. Uh, you know, I think we're riding high this year. Clearly, and you know, it's time to take some of those awards. Gotta and rec- and gotta we recognize, did. Got to recognize the champs. It's true. And a few weeks back. We were talking about possible first-team All-Big Tens, and I was saying how it could be an all-sophomore team. Okay. Because back then, I didn't know who my fifth guy would be. I had it pretty sure, and I got it pretty much right on. We got Manny Harris from Michigan. Clearly. Clearly. I mean, he's leading the league in points and rebounds Mm -hmm. until this last week. Kalen Lucas, Michigan State. I mean, player of the year has to be on there. Evan Turner from Ohio State. Mm Mm-hmm. He's good. Taylor Battle, Penn State. <laughs> yes. I mean, then the last one who, now I, I mean, he would have been also on my ballot for Big Ten Player of the Year, Juwan Johnson from Purdue. Okay, yeah. I mean, he, t- he took over when uh, Hummel went down. Mm-hmm. He was their go-to guy. Second team, we've got Mike Davis from Illinois, Kevin Coble, Northwestern, Etwan Moore from Purdue, Marcus Landry from Wisconsin, okay. and Goran Sutan. Ah! Goran made it on. All right. I think it's kind of the body of work, how... Uh, because, I mean, yes, he did lead the Big Ten in rebounding. He's solid, but second team is kind of a stretch there. Well, you know, he certainly, you know, without Sutan, you saw. It's true. I, although I've, I've been questioning who's going to beat UNC in, in the big tournament, you know. 
I, I'm still clinging to hope that it was because Goron was not in the game. I'm clinging to hope that they lose before we have to play them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some other team has to beat them before. Exactly. Then a uh, third team here. We've got Demetri McCamey from Illinois. He had a breakout season out of nowhere. Deshaun Sims from Michigan, sure. who we were talking before we came on. If uh, Beeline, the coach for Michigan, if he knew how to coach a low post player, Deshaun Sims would be first team. Eh, he not see too many six eight low post players. But well, got, in college you do, I yeah, guess. In, so yeah, like I'm not sure what you're watching, but <laughs> right, right, the top okay. post players in okay. college are six eight. More of an NBA guy, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, Craig Moore from Northwestern, guys, lights out shooter. Jamel Cornley, the six four center for Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they roll He's, small. And uh, Robbie uh, Hummel from Purdue made it on there. Honorable mention, Raymar Morgan made it on for us. All right. Kind of a fall off from where he has been in yeah, the past. definitely. You know, if you're sick for that long. All freshmen, we've got Delvon Rowe on there, of, of course. course. Uh, along with Buford and Mullins from Ohio State. Lewis yep. Jackson, the very, very quick point guard from Purdue. Did, uh, what's his, uh, what's his face from Illinois make it? No. No, he didn't? I don't, I don't know who what's his face is, oh, but no. Uh, no, uh, he was, uh, Alex Legion. He's not. Alex Leach is like a junior. No. Transferred three no different times. Way. Yeah. He wow. used to be at Kentucky. I don't even know He transferred know any, from a, some other school. then. Yeah. He's okay. out of Detroit. Yeah. Fine. No, Matt, Matt Gatons from okay. Iowa made wow. that. He's the one who tied the game against Michigan with his free throws, and then they went and won it. Cannot believe this information on Alex Legion right now. Oh, well, you have to. Oh, well. Oh, and then there's even... That's the coaches poll. Here's the uh, media poll. Jeez, they... Uh, I don't even want to go through this. I didn't. Yeah. Have, I didn't have a vote. I don't care. It's, too it's, much it's the same thing. Here. It's the same thing. Coach of the year was Ed DeCellis from Penn State. That's Boo. it. That's the only difference. Gotcha. And Travis Walton got honorable mention All Big Ten. Mm, okay. That's really the only difference. Sure. Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> yeah. Interesting stuff there. No kidding. Well, that's that's good. I mean, it's been a been a little while since we've been able to celebrate this much for the. Spartans Very men's true. basketball team. I mean, team. I just, I don't know what to say. I just expect us to, uh, just expect us to win all the time now. <laughs> I don't know about no that. No big deal, you know. Yeah. It's like, we've set, so we've set the bar very we've high in your mind. set the bar high now. You know, it, we, we've known for so long this is how we should be playing, and, and certainly how we could be playing, and, and it's all sort of falling together right now, so. It is the right time. It's the right to time. To have things gel. It is. So, we, we've kind of touched on this a little bit off and on. I'll, I'll try to get here to the uh, bracketology on ESPN. We reference that all the time. Mm-hmm. ESPN tells us what to think. It's true. They do. It's sad but true. Now, you think Michigan State's a number one seed. You know, uh, I guess... N- not I guess, right now, but next week, next Sunday, you think they will an, be. I guess an unbiased opinion would say two, but certainly if we win the Big Ten tournament, then I don't see why not. That's true. Now... For this latest edition of Bracketology that came out today, they have three Big East teams as number one seeds. Yeah, big shock. They have Louisville, Pitt, and UConn. Pitt, saw, okay. Pitt I'll accept. UConn really proved themselves as the number one seed this past weekend. Pittsburgh has destroyed UConn. I mean, just just destroyed them. The two games they've played. They, granted, they haven't beaten them by that much. But, I mean, they've just handled them. You've got Dewan Blair going for 20-20 the mm-hmm. first time. Then Sam Young put up, what, 33, 35, somewhere around there this last time. And those are two post players for Pitt. 
And UConn's supposed to have Hashim to beat, who stops every post player and doesn't allow things to happen. Right. Well, that's not happening. I don't think UConn's he's, a number one seed. He's a pretty soft big guy. He is. Yeah, he's seven two, seven three. Mm-hmm. Probably weighs two fifty. Right. Which for a guy who's that tall is not very much. New. I mean, Tom Herzog weighs two forty. So take take that for what you will. He's mm-hmm. he's not very big. North Carolina's the other number one seed they have here. North Carolina just beat Duke. They are looking good, yes. to say the least. I mean, we've we've said all all along, even with the losses that they've had, they're good. They've got Tyler Zeller back. They're a 6'10", 11", 7-foot freshman who mm-hmm. broke his wrist earlier in the year. Didn't play against us. He's back, making them even deeper in the post. <sighs> yeah, it's just just doesn't bode well. And, of course, Tyler Hansborough won another ACC Player of the Year award. It's three straight for him. Congratulations. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. No, he's good. We don't acknowledge those awards over here. Nope, it's true. Nobody cares about the ACC in this side. Nope. It's all it's all biased. How many, East teams, biased. how many teams from the ACC are going into the tournament? How many teams? Let's see here. They have six. ACC is oh, not too strong. Six. And you know how it's always funny. Come football season, when we talk about the BCS, you have, oh, the SEC, they get so much faster players and more athletic players, and nobody wants to go play up north. Okay, now, yeah, now that is probably true. Probably true. <laughs> and can't argue that. Yeah. Where are all these guys when it comes to basketball season? Because the SEC is not very good. No, certainly not. I mean, maybe it helps that you can play basketball year-round. Because you can't play football year-round in Michigan. can't mm-hmm. play baseball year-round in Michigan either. But, you know, basketball, it's a different story. There's eight teams who could legitimately make it into the into the dance from the Big Ten. And that's, I mean, they'd have to win a couple games. There'd have to be some upsets. Michigan State would have to lose for that to happen. So I don't necessarily want it. To go that way, but I'd love to see eight teams from the Big Ten in there. Absolutely. Hopefully, it goes better than the bowl, the bowl series. And hopefully, it goes better than the last few years where it's, yeah. we get about seven teams in and one makes it to the Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Usually, people always predict that Big Ten offenses will be able to score once we get into the tournament because they don't have to go up against a Big Ten defense. Right. As true as that might seem in theory, it doesn't happen. <laughs> but who knows? You know, different year, different games. Mm-hmm. Should should all be fun to watch. Now, of course, it is championship week this week. So right now we've got let's see, we've got five automatic bids, another four that are decided tonight. Of course, you win your conference championship, you are in the tournament. That, there you that's go. how it works. So Indiana could go to the tournament, the NCAA tournament. All they have to do is beat Penn State, Purdue, and two other teams. Us. And most likely us on the other end. Probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. But, you know, you control your own destiny as much as you want to believe that. Already into the tournament are Northern Iowa from the Missouri Valley Conference, Eastern Tennessee State from the Atlantic Sun, Moorhead State from the Ohio Valley, Radford from the Big South, Cornell who won the uh, regular season Ivy League championship. They don't have a tournament, so Cornell's mm-hmm. in. Well, you just listed all the uh, 15 <laughs> seeds right there. Yep, all the number 15 <laughs> and 16 seeds. All right. It's like, oh, yeah, Radford, congratulations. There they are. You get to go play North Carolina. Exactly. Well, actually, That's like the play-in game has got to be the most defeating thing on earth. 
You know, Oakland played in that a few years ago. They sure did, and you know what? I was really pulling for them against UNC. It just didn't happen. But then then there's also there's other championships going on right now, uh, two games at 7, two games at 9. We have the America East, where we have UMBC, University of Maryland, Baltimore College. Oh, my goodness. They are the uh, Labradors, or maybe it's Retrievers. Probably the Retrievers makes more sense. Playing against Binghamton. UMBC mm-hmm. won that tournament last year. They made it, had to play against Georgetown. UMBC is 15-16 and 16 right now. They were the number six seed in that tournament. Uh-huh. They beat Albany, who knocked off Vermont, the Catamounts. Now, uh, there's one, one former Spartan plays for the Catamounts, Maurice Joseph. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's right. Played 20 minutes in the game, 0 for 4 shooting, 0 points. Eey. I smiled when I saw that. I smiled when you I saw know, that Mojo didn't score any. Mojo, you know, he wasn't going to get his chance here, so. He shouldn't have ever gotten a chance here. Well, when, when you know. Any the, player who uses rec specs should not guard, be on the, the court. The spot he was at, he just he was never going to get his chance. So. No, that's very true. But he had, I looked at his numbers, he had a few good games. He scored 19 and 1. He was averaging 7 points on the season. He's a shooter. Yeah, but just the mascots in that team. You have the Great Danes of Albany. You have the Retrievers, or maybe even Labrador Retrievers of the UMBC. And then uh, the Catamounts of Virginia. Goodness gracious. So, yeah, they uh, like to go with the obscure names there. Colonial, we have George Mason against Virginia Commonwealth. Of course, George Mason beat us a couple years back, went to the Final Four. Good run there. Horizon League, we have Butler against Cleveland State on Tuesday night. This game's important. Butler needs to win. Because if Cleveland State wins and gets the automatic bid, Butler's going to make it no matter what. They, mm-hmm. They're going to make it. So they need to secure that bid so it keeps open a bubble spot for yeah. other teams. Same thing here with Siena versus Niagara. Siena's probably in already. They need to win. That's in the MAAC. Northeast, we have St. Mary's and Robert Morris. 16-seed quality right there. Mm, I mean, yeah. I, I don't even know. There. Patriot League, Holy Cross versus American. Same thing. I mean, you just yeah. it's not, it's not going to happen for these schools. I'm sorry. No. But it, for them, it's just great to make the tournament. That's, that's when it's actually just an accomplishment to be there. Now, the interesting one we have... In the Southern Conference, College of Charleston versus Chattanooga. College of Charleston beat Davidson in the mm. semifinals. Wow. Davidson's not going to make the tournament. They're, they are not in. No magic for Steph Curry this year. No way. They have one win against an RPI top 100 team. Wow. I mean, that's that just doesn't happen. Not going to happen. They guys. lost to the Citadel, who we beat. Is that the team we put up 119 on? Citadel's never really a... They do more important things at the Citadel than play basketball. They train generals, and uh, I give them credit for that. But that was granted, that was without Steph Curry. Sure. He was injured then, but still. Then West Coast, good game. We have St. Mary's versus Gonzaga, where probably both those teams are already in the tournament. Gonzaga is for sure. St. Mary's, that's a little questionable. They've got their guard back, Patty Mills, Mm-hmm. Who you watched him play? Yeah, I watched him play a little bit last night, and was for an eighty-eight percent free throw shooter, he was struggling at the line. But you're yeah, not going to make them all when you're eighty-eight percent. Not really a game I uh, I could stay into that. While they were playing Portland, and ah, yeah, 
I can't I can't say that I I watched any of those games really. I watched a little bit of VMI versus Radford, mm-hmm. and it was just painful. I mean, they were scoring a lot. It was one hundred and one to ninety four or something. But Alex Altman, he's been on the show, the writer for the State News. He was asking me at the game yesterday. He's like, "Oh, did you see this game of some school I've never heard of versus another school I've kind of heard of?" No. I did not watch that. I'm sorry. I had other things going on. I was watching, probably, I was probably watching the World Baseball Classic. Well, we've got some updates here. Uh, Chattanooga is up 25 to 18 on College of Charleston. Uh, We've got VCU up 21 14 on, uh, was that George Mason? Yep. (laughs) In a a game that I don't even know, it's uh, Southern Utah, North Dakota State. Oh yeah, what, of course. I don't know what of course. For, but, uh, it's the semifinals. North Dakota State's up twenty-seven, twenty-three. For all you fanatics out there. Yeah, for all those, for all of you that it's need to watch all those along. games, yeah. just so you know exactly who to pick for your upset in your bracket. Watch those games to find out who <laughs> to pick your favorite. There you go. I mean, <laughs> that's that's the way to do it. But. I, I hate those people who they fill out the bracket and they're oh no I watched this team play they're they're gonna they're gonna beat somebody they're gonna they're do the worst. fourteen C they will probably do the worst then hopefully <laughs> and I mean I can't say that I do well in my brackets I I, I I just try not to think about it and just sort of go with whatever yeah <laughs> now the there there is do. one theory that usually works the best I don't employ it myself I might this time usually. If you look at the last three years, the final four teams, they've had a lot of pro players. They've had 27. The last three years, there have been 27 guys who've gone pro. Do you mean you think UNC is going to do well this year? Yes, I do. Wow. I know. It's crazy to think that. But UNC has four guys who will be drafted in probably the first round. Yes. You have Ty Lawson. Definitely. Tyler Hansbrough. Definitely. Um, Wayne Ellington, possibly. Yes, of course. Danny Green. Okay. Kind of. He'll be those, he'll be questionable. Those last two might be. And then uh, they've got one other guy. Their other start, not Thompson. Some guy off the bench. Uh, I think a freshman who is just shows a lot of promise. Which okay. for the NBA, you're uh, drafted on potential more yeah, than exactly. what you've actually done. That's why seniors don't get drafted. Look at Michigan State. Yeah, there's a not really that, a lot of guys that. Yeah, one guy that could go. Kalen. Right. Yeah, Kalen Lucas. Feet, but we're all we're not focused on that. Focused on now, not. Feet. Oh no, no, no! I'm, I'm. These guys could be looking ahead. Ty Hansboroughs and Ty Lawsons, they could be looking ahead to the pros. So <laughs> I'm just saying, we're get if for. we're evaluating on pro talent, which team to pick? Certainly not us. Sure. <laughs> okay. Fine. If if we're going if we're going purely on pro talent right now, and guys that are going to be drafted this upcoming draft. Or in the next two years. Well, if you want to do the next two years, that's a different story. That is but... true. That is true. Who knows? Maybe Durrell Summers has a breakout year. There you go. He's he's probably the most got the most pro potential he besides can... Delvon. Exactly. And and you know, freshman year is good. I mean, those guys could certainly tear down the house next year. And I I expect Delvon Rowe to have an awesome season. And of course, uh, Durrell Summers, the guy can jump out of the gym, and he's got a good. Jump shot, and so... If only he could learn how to play defense. It's all very promising. And then, of course, you look at the other top seeds. Connecticut? Who? They they only have to beat. Who, he'll be like a top five pick. Oh, yeah. Just because, yeah, yeah. I mean, 7-2. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh? They've got Sam Young and Juan Blair. I mean, Levance Fields team. is very good. 
but he's not a pro. No. He's a good a good college point guard. Not sure. fast enough, not good enough to be a pro point guard. I mean, I don't know. Memphis, they have Tyreek Evans. That's really all they've got. Carolina, we've said they've got a ton there. Oklahoma has Willie Warren and Blake Griffin, so two there. I mean, it's it's tough to tough to figure out there, but that's a good way to decide. It usually works out well in the past. I mean, Kansas had six guys get drafted last year. We'll see how it turns out, definitely. I thought there was no doubt in my mind last year Kansas was the team um, to beat, of course, and uh, I, I feel the exact same way of, of UNC this year. So Yeah. But, of course, I, I hold out undying hope for the Spartans to compete against all all of those teams and I think we can, obviously. I think we can, too. I think Pittsburgh is a very scary team. Pittsburgh's a scary team, you know what? But, uh, you know, I, I, we, could, we could match up on anyone. Yep. We've got size. We've got, we've got speed. Very balanced team. Everyone stays healthy. We'll play again. We keep it close against anybody. It's true. You are listening to the Spartan Sports Trip here on the Impact 89 FM. He's Brandon in here this week with me. I'm Scott here every week with you. Now, let's move on, move away from college basketball yeah. here. We've got Brandon in. Whenever you're in, I know that we're going to talk NBA. We've got at least a little bit. I know, and I've, I've been watching. This last month, I've been watching more. I made a conscious effort to watch more. And then I come in, and Pavel never watches NBA. Didn't even yeah. watch the All-Star game, oh, anything boy. like that. I don't even know what that means. So I couldn't, I couldn't talk about it. weekend's like a holiday for me. I know. You so, must have just been kid yeah, on Christmas. Man, I, was on, I was on cloud nine for that. But uh, so, well, What can we say about the Pistons right now? Of course... You know, we did lose our last game to Atlanta by, I think, four or five. But the fact of the matter is, we have won the past four out of five. Against good teams. Against good teams, Not without Allen Iverson. Rip comes back to the starting lineup. He's playing the best basketball he ever has. We're seeing all five starters in double-digit points on most nights. We're seeing team ball again. It's amazing. It, it's how it's how we've won our championship. It's how we got to the finals all those years. It's it's what we do. Clearly, Ed is not belonging in our system. It's it's not working out. When he comes back, he'll be on the bench, and he knows that. And I think ev- everyone, everybody knows everyone knows that. that. Okay, but even then, like Will Bynum, like I'm not ready to let go of Will Bynum. This guy is like Lindsey Hunter 2.0 in my opinion. He gets the steals. He plays the hard D. He gets those you know those garbage points. He's willing to get in there. You know he's. I don't, I don't know. He's all, I, all I'd want in a backup point guard. I mean, not not much of a score, but like certainly on any defensive stand, you'd want him in the game. He's already played in Europe. He knows the deal. Most likely, he's going to get bounced when AI comes back. But we've been playing with this second line that works out pretty well for us. Uh, includes Will Bynum. It's a very awkward line. And it's a very awkward line because you got Tayshawn Prince at the two, which is why it works well. And uh, the shooting guard position, too. Uh, at the three, uh, small forward, uh, Herman, of course, Walter, Walter Herman. Walter Herman. Yeah. And, he, and, and that's to spread out the court because he can shoot the three. Exactly. And, and so then you got um, you keep McDice out there, and you also play Max Seal, who's been playing awesome basketball. He has. So, like, you know, when AI comes, I don't, I don't even know if I want AI off the bench. It's so tough when. So are you. Are you uh, arguing for a Stefan Marbury treatment almost? No, I'm arguing for a uh, John Kitna treatment. Oh, man, oh. You've, you've got a slip oh. disc, AI. Sorry. <laughs> you, you really injured your back. You man, have to sit out. You really hurt yourself. 
it's great to have such a proven scorer coming off the bench, but I don't want it to affect, you know, the other guys on the court, though. I mean, AI is a virus. Uh, he just he just ruins any team he goes to. I mean, just so look at Denver. Denver gets rid Philly, of him, except for Philly. Well, he had yeah, a well, bunch of drones around him in Philly that didn't really. That's true. Need to need the ball. They just took up the necessary space that right. <laughs> they you filled can, out the five men on the court. You do have, you do have to play with five players. So. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, <sighs> look at Denver. Denver is Denver second in the West right now. Yeah, because we gave him Chauncey. Yeah, because they get Chauncey. And they got rid of AI, so yeah. everybody's happy. Well played, guys. Then they get Chauncey, who is in his hometown now, and yeah, that works works That's out okay. well for us. That's okay. So but we're back above five hundred now. Pistons back above five hundred, doing well. We've got the Magic tonight, and be another big win if we can get two on them. That's the game starting right now. Yeah, essentially. right now actually. Tip off um, is going. I'm just I'm very excited. Um. Not much going around the league except for those guys who are being bought out and going to other teams. Uh, Joe Smith, we've got in Cleveland. Back with now. the Cleveland Cavaliers back again. With the, back with the Cavs, uh, and then of course, uh, even bigger, probably the biggest, we've got Drew Gooden going to the Spurs. Oh, that's he was right. Bought out by the Kings, right. and so now he's gonna go to the Spurs. San Antonio's quietly moving up. They're in, they're actually in second in the Western yeah. Conference. Utah dropped to fourth. I mean. San Antonio, that's a huge addition for them because they're already a veteran, playoff-savvy team. Right. Nobody wants to face them when you get in the playoffs. Of course, you know, Ginobili's out right now, but he'll be back, obviously. What about about Boston? They're out of a lot of guys right now. And playing in tonight's lineup, I know KG's out, Kevin Garnett. Big Baby Davis Mm -hmm. just rolled an ankle last night playing for him. Scalabrini's out. Uh, Ray John Rondo's out. And some other guy. Oh, I can't can't think of the name. Brian Scalabrine. No, I already said oh. him. I remembered his name this time okay. around. Well, Tony Allen's out too. That that's the other yeah. guy. That's the other one. But I mean, they're they've already clinched the playoff spot. They're a game behind Cleveland for first place in the East, which could be huge. I mean, home court advantage for them is important. They went to Game Seven in three series last. Yeah, that year. was a good one between Atlanta and and Boston. And then they went to Game Seven against us, and Game Seven against the Cavs. So you know. Weird. It'll it'll be tough. Who's your MVP, Brandon? Right now? Right now. MVP of the entire mm. league. Who uh, who would you pick from? It's it's tough. Well, okay. Who would I pick from? You've got LeBron. Yeah. Okay. You've got Kobe. You've got Chris Paul. You know, without without those players on those teams, they're not winning. I guess the team that would have the best chance to thrive would be the Lakers. There's a lot of good players around Kobe, but Kobe makes the Lakers the dominant team they are. So then you look at what happened when Chris Paul went out with the injury. Things got really ugly there. You know, uh, Cleveland, I think LeBron is, is slowly starting to get a good amount of players. Well, you got Mo Williams, which right. he seems to be a difference maker for them now. Exactly. So I'd, I'd have to say Chris Paul at this point. Really? Because truly without Chris Paul at teams, they've got David West, but I don't know. They got Tyson Chandler back. They're also good. That's true. And they got So there's even a good team around him. So you've got all these awesome players with good teams around them. So, I mean, I guess we would just sort of have to look at the best leader. And at this point, I think Kobe, you know, he he coaches his, his teammates on the bench. You know, he sort of he shows them you know, what what they've done wrong in certain situations and, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I would have to retract on Chris Paul and probably say at this point Kobe. Tough choice. Yeah, it, it is tough. There's just too many dominant players. 
If the award was for a player who uh, exhibits the the most moves that no one's ever seen before, it would have to be Chris Paul. Oh, for sure. <laughs> if if LeBron was a little better at the line, we could uh, we could point to him. He is putting up some sick numbers, though. Yeah, but he's like a seventy five percent shooter from the line. That like that matters, right? So I yeah, mean, two out of three ain't bad. Three right. out of four is pretty when good. He's, when he's doing what he does on the court, exactly. But I mean, it's uh, uh, it, it's very clear that it's going to be one of those three players. Oh, for sure. Maybe Shaq, huh? Shaq's making <laughs> a run. He's he's been on fire, and then Seven. he's causing controversy all over the place, flopping oh, yeah. and calling people nobodies. And uh, I think Memo's Memo Memo Kerr's flop on Shaq was worse than Shaq's, but well, Memo's a European. He's they're known That's for true. known for their flopping and acting. Yeah, Vlade Divac created the flop. Exactly, exactly. But well, I, mean, I guess I guess I'll just I'll leave it at that. Pistons playing good ball tonight. Uh, AI still out. Maybe like another week or so. Sorta. Get to see the beast that is Dwight Howard. Yeah, gotta gotta try and stop Dwight Howard tonight. But I think I think we can do it. It's at the Palace. So yeah, we're up. We're above five hundred now. Sixth place in the East. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we should be able to make the playoffs. Even, oh, yeah. even if even with that stretch of eight losses in a row, yep. we were still fine. Yep, playing good basketball now, and and we beat we involved. beat the tough teams. I mean, we beat Orlando, we beat Boston, we beat Atlanta. That's three, four, five, right there, or uh, two, Cleveland. three, four. Did you say Cleveland? No, no, we didn't beat Atlanta. Oh, we lost to we Atlanta. lost to Atlanta. That's right, we beat Golden State. But Golden State, yeah, two and three, we beat. And we can but, beat yeah, Orlando uh, again. I mean, Orlando was was the first one to sort of break this streak, and then yep. Right after that, we had uh, Boston, and those were just huge games. And the way it, if the playoffs also started Denver, today, also had Denver in there without yes. Carmelo. So yeah, that is true. Playoffs ended today. We play Orlando, so yep. these games are important. They matter. Now, see there, all you NBA fans out there, we talked NBA. There you go. I apologized a few weeks ago because we didn't get to it. We got to it today. I, we, I uh, usually we feel recognize, bad. We recognize NBA here, not too often. I mean, no, we've only got an hour a week. It's just sort of a regular season play right now. It's true. You know, not not much is not much news going on, but the the thing that is new is the Pistons are are picking up their play, and that's definitely something worth noting. That is true. Now, there's this story. We won't talk about it much. It just happened today. We were both reading it just before we came on. I know we both had it up on the computers. A uh, stadium worker for the Philadelphia Eagles was fired because of what he set his Facebook status to. He set his Facebook status. His name, first name is Dan of this guy. And, you know, most people are familiar with Facebook. I mean, we're at a major university. Everybody has it now. College has started it. His status was, quote, Dan is expletive, devastated, about Dawkins signing with Denver. Blank Eagles are retarded, end quote. Expletive was the blank again. Yes. Now... People don't realize you got to be careful what you do on Facebook. doesn't matter if your privacy is up. They, if people can still look at what you do. And, I mean, granted, okay, this is about... But, I mean, come on. This is a guy who, like, oh, I know. works the, I know. the Westgate at the... He's know. worked there for five years, I think. Some, something like that. And he was mad. Brian Dawkins is a... Pro Bowl safety for the I, I Eagles. He's a free agent. Like, I know. Is it worth firing the guy because he's no bummed way. they lost the player? No way. He's just voicing his opinion. Apparently, somebody in the staff yeah, they yeah. found out the next day. He deleted it right away. Yep, he did. Got a call from the front office. Said you're fired. Yeah, that was it. 
I mean, there's no way. He's just upset at what he did. He wasn't talking bad you, about you, it. You mean, yeah, you mean to tell me that there aren't thousands and thousands of Eagles fans who don't feel the exact same way? Brian Dawkins was the staple of their defense for so many years. Oh, yeah. You know, it's... I'm pretty sure he was a team captain. Yeah. And they let him go. He was upset. Voiced his opinion. Didn't say anything too bad. I mean, he... Okay, he did say the expletive eagles yeah, are retarded. Okay. That's not good. It's not great. No, certainly not. And he, and he acknowledged not, that. We're not justifying what he said. And, no. and obviously he took it down because he realized. But, eh, you know, he, he loves his team. And we've all been frustrated, especially in Detroit, uh, <laughs> with, with our football teams. And, you know, it's I just don't see this as a it just It just goes to show. People have to be really careful. You have to be careful about what you do. Yeah. People don't seem to realize that Facebook causes problems. It sure does. Everybody can see it. You put stuff up on Facebook, it's open to everybody. It's like, oh, but he's so, not my friend. How can you look at keep, it? Keep, can still keep your it. company's name off, off your Facebook. Exactly. Unless it's under your job title. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Untag pictures. Don't <laughs> swear in your status. Yeah. Come on, you know, guys. Be don't, smart. Don't have shady friends with shady pictures. And, you know, <laughs> well, you, can't kind of, control, you can't control that so much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. De- so gonna, delete all those friends. Some, uh, baseball season. Baseball. It is baseball season. And you know, it's sad. We came in, and you and I are both baseball guys. Sure. I love baseball. Tell me who was the starting pitcher for the U.S. against Venezuela yesterday in the World Baseball Classic. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know either. You know what else I didn't know? That Canada had so many MLB players yes. on their team. <laughs> I was shocked. The more, like, the, the the next batter after the next batter after the next batter, all MLB players. Like, what? It's crazy. Way to step around that question. It was Roy Oswalt. It was Roy we, Oswalt. Yeah, we figured no, out and, and, after, and honest, after we looked I, it up. Just at first glance, you wouldn't know. Some people may have different jersey numbers and, and such, but I mean, I I figured it was him because I Sorry, knew he was Roy. the other starting pitcher. Jake Peavy got the first start. Yes, we won fifteen to six, beat the uh, the Tigers basically. Venezuela. They had uh, Miguel Cabrera, Maglio, and Carlos Guillen batting four, five, and six. That's tough. And Armando Galarraga was their starting pitcher. Yeah, you're welcome, Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think I think they should be thanking us more. <laughs> Considering they were Venezuelan before they were Tigers. Yeah, minor, whatever. Minor detail Fine, there. We will, we will thank Venezuela there. Curtis Granderson got the start in center Very over cool. Shane Victorino, which I wish I would have seen in the first game when we beat Canada 6-5. Yeah, that was a real that was a real good game right there. It was. Came down, we had J.J. Putz mm-hmm. closing it out. He's a setup man for the Mets. And it was just funny. I, I watched the Mets a lot last year because I was covering the Phillies. And the Mets bullpen is terrible. They or they were last year. They had Billy Wagner who blew save after save. He didn't have anything going for him. Of course, they got K Rod. They bring in JJ Putz, and he almost blew the game. He he had he gave up one run, and then had runners on again, and almost almost blew it. We won it. We're now you got to be two and zero. You got to play Italy in our next game to see see what's going on there. Now the Dominican Republic lost. To the Netherlands. Right. People, people don't realize this. That's like one of the biggest upsets ever. Easily the biggest upset in World Baseball Classic history. All 30 games of it going back to 2006. But I mean, the Netherlands doesn't have anybody. No. The only person who could play on that team that you would know is Andrew Jones. Mm-hmm. And people 
often wonder, well, how could he be? He's from Aruba. Aruba is Dutch. It's under Dutch control. Pavel and I got into an argument. He didn't believe me. And I was trying to say they've got two islands that they control that are under Dutch control. Therefore, they can play for the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Lots of people don't seem to realize that. How do you think a team in Europe, besides Italy, who has a lot of American-born Italians, how do you think a team in Europe can field a baseball team? Right. They don't play baseball there. But in Aruba and in around the Virgin Islands in that area, they do. There you go. They beat the Dominican Republic. Crazy. Who has a ton of talent. Uh, Pedro Martinez pitched pitched in that game for the Dominican. Basically pitched himself back in to a job somewhere. He pitched three innings, struck out five, didn't give up any runs. Mm-hmm. He looked great. He, he'll be signed this week, Tigers. I assume. Tigers. We don't need him. We don't no, need a starting pitcher. We don't. Fine. <laughs> Not yet. No, we we'll don't. wait a couple weeks into right. the season before yeah. we really need one. That's true. But then there's some other baseball news here. Try to get you A-Rod. Of course, I know people are sick of it, but I haven't gotten a chance to talk about it yet because it happened since last Monday. A-Rod's going to be out. He had hip surgery today, arthroscopic surgery mm-hmm. on his hip for a torn labrum. There was a cyst that had he had, removed. He had a cyst at first, and then all of a sudden it turned into this labrum problem. A little sketchy, if you ask me. Out of nowhere, this guy who's been healthy for ever, really. Yeah. All of a sudden, he gets the steroid problems. And this, this I was talking to you. Doug Gottlieb brought this up, and it blew my mind. Just a conspiracy theory here. That Alex Rodriguez gets in this trouble for steroids. Now, legally, the MLB can't really do anything about it. Because it wasn't a problem. It wasn't illegal then. Mm-hmm. So he can't be suspended. Bud Selig was thinking, Bud, Bud Selig, the commissioner said he he would think about suspending Alex Rodriguez. So A-Rod has to meet with investigators. All of a sudden now, he goes out to Vail, Colorado, has this cyst that's going to keep him out of play. Out of nowhere, really. I mean, have you, had you ever heard of a hip problem with him before? No. I had never heard of it. And I follow. I follow the MLB pretty closely. All of a sudden now, this turns into a torn labrum, which requires surgery that'll put him out for... Ten weeks. So that that's a, a big chunk of your season there. Quite a bit of time there. Two and a half months. Yeah. His scheduled, the preliminary schedule for his return was the 51st game of the season. Now, the coincidence there is that first-time steroid offenders have to serve a suspension of 50 games. So they're allowed to play in the 51st game. A-Rod wasn't suspended. He has this new injury that's going to keep him out until the 51st game. Possibly just a coincidence. I'm just saying I'd like to see the scar, proof that he had surgery, <laughs> see see if there was really a problem, you know? Yeah, just, you, got, you got to see the scar, huh, Scott? Well, <laughs> I'll be more interested if he actually does come back on that 51st game. Because, I mean, if they're able to predict it from this far away, that'll be a little fishy. Just just putting that out there for everybody. Okay. Now, what what's left to talk about here? We've got there yeah. was uh, the Big Ten Wrestling Championships. A couple signings around the there NFL. was. We'll get yeah. we'll finish this up here sure. in the last seven minutes. We have Franklin Gomez won the Big Ten Championships at the for wrestling at the 133 pound weight class. Second time in a row doing that. Big thing there because the Big Ten is stacked. They had the number one, two, three, and five. 
nationally ranked wrestlers in that weight class at one point throughout the season. So he'll be going on to the national tournament. Hopefully he can do well there. He should have a high high seed in that. Now, on Sunday, men's basketball didn't win everything on Sunday. Jamil Wilson, uh, forward, four-star recruit, signed with Oregon instead of MSU. Mm-mm. It was it was between the two of us. Texas was kind of in there, but not really. He signed with Oregon, who Why? went... Two and sixteen in league play. Why you gotta do that to us? And they finished last in the Pac-10. They lost fourteen games in a row in the Pac-10. Who's in the Pac-10 is terrible. And he signed with them over us after our game. His press conference was scheduled for after the Purdue Michigan State game. So he watched us win the championship, raise the banner. It's like, no, I don't want to be a part of that. I want to go play for that team that finished dead last and only won. Four games this season. Right. That's the team that I want to be a part of. I want to be a duck. <laughs> uh, how, how can you say that you I want to be a duck. They have a nice. I'm sure he'll nice get nice athletic facilities. <laughs> yeah, they do. I'm sure he'll get all the Nike shoes that he wants. Right. Oh uh, mm. man, it's tough. <laughs> it is. But I mean, I couldn't couldn't believe it, man. It. But you know, whatever. Okay. Good. Okay. Good for him. Who knows? We there's still a chance we could get him. Their coach is gonna get fired. Can't have that bit of a season and stay. I don't think it was his first year either. Like Tom Crean, he's got a few years to prove mm-hmm. himself. So you know, coach gets fired. He might be released from a scholarship. Come back. Who knows? Pull the Keith Nickel. Sure. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, there's always a chance. There's always a chance <laughs> that we can get him. Yeah. But going going with the signings, we'll we'll finish up with the uh, NFL signings. Sure. Now I'm sure that. People are probably sick of it. I'm sick of it already. All the T.O. talk. He was yeah. released by the Cowboys. I was really surprised to see that the Bills got him so quickly. Buffalo Bills. Of all the teams. It never came across my mind that Buffalo would be. once. No. Out of nowhere. I saw that come up. They're saying uh, they're saying it was Trent Edwards' idea. He pitched the idea to the GM. You know, if I'm if I'm a quarterback, I wouldn't mind. If for, if for what he's had to work with that wide... He has Roscoe Parrish as his number two option. There. True. I'd go after T.O. to go with Lee Evans. True. But hopefully this is a place where T.O. can go and be forgotten. Mm. That was originally what came across my mind when I saw T.O. to Buffalo. No one's really going to... No one's going to really care. Exactly. In Buffalo. How much controversy can you cause in Buffalo? Not that high profile of a... You know. What's he going to do? Make it to the AFC Championship and lose? Or right. make it to the Super Bowl and lose? <laughs> that's that's what Buffalo's famous for. I mean, so you have that, that signing. Then, I mean, that, we're talking, so does his fantasy st- uh, stock go up, down, T.O.? Up. Okay. What about Trent Edwards? Up. What about Lee Evans? Down. Okay. There's. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it had to be something there. Someone's Somewhere, gotta, someone's got to take the hit. So why? You, and you don't think that Lee Evans will be the number one receiver anymore? No, why really. Tio's thirty six. He drops the ball. Lee Evans is a burner. He just doesn't get any credit because he's in Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo's had some really good receivers. Maybe this makes Buffalo a player now too. It's true. They were close last year. They, they just the finished the season. At, uh, running back Marshawn Lynch. Lynch having some legal trouble though. Yeah. But. Who doesn't? Yeah, that's true. Good. Yeah, that's very true. Speaking of legal troubles, Florida State University has Eek. to give up a ton of wins. Eek. Well, I don't know exactly a ton, but they had, what was it, 61, 
student athletes were caught in a cheating scandal. Yeah. Yep. Twenty of them were football. Yeah, football players. So Bowden has to give up a bunch of wins, making Paterno the leader by far. They're suspended, or they're not suspended. They're on probation for a few years. They might have been suspended from postseason play, from bowl games. Their football team. But I mean, were you really surprised to see Florida State get in trouble, cheated? I mean, I'm sorry, but I think of Florida State, and I think thugs. And cheaters. There always seems to be people getting kicked off their team, getting arrested. Florida State and Miami. The numbers don't prove me wrong there. I mean, they had five wide receivers get suspended at the end of the season last year. It just, it never really surprises me for things that happen. But, you know, I wonder how much cheating goes on around campuses with students. I was taking an exam on Thursday, taking a midterm. And it was before class, you know, everybody's got their notes out and they're doing the last minute cram thing, try to remember, try to stuff all that information in, remember one key term and that's all, that's all you really need. But the professor comes in, he's a great guy, it's a COM 425 class and <laughs> he's, I love the professor and he's just making jokes with us. He's like, you know, back in the day one time I had this football player who before this exam refused to put his notes away. And he just said that, he just refused to put his notes away. Took the exam. Refused to put his notes away. He was asked multiple times. And this was back in 1989-ish. High-profile player. I'm not sure if I can give the name nah, away. Probably, I, probably I shouldn't. But yeah. Probably shouldn't. But high, very high-profile player. Wouldn't put his notes away. Just took the exam. Left his notes out. So professor took the test as soon as he was done. Put a big old zero on it. You fail an exam. That's pretty... Big problem. Get a zero on an exam. Yeah, you're probably not going to play. No. Oh, he did. He started the next game. Oh. George yeah. Perlis was the uh, athletic director at the time. No problem. This was around the Tony Mandarich era, oh. who just had a story in Sports Illustrated for his <laughs> steroid use, yeah. which apparently at Powerhouse Gym he was known as the doctor nice. because he would give steroids to everybody else there. And Perlis who's oblivious to all of this somehow. So, oh, no, he's clean. He just eats a lot and works and lifts a lot. That's why he's so big. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> right. And now that man is on our board of trustees. Yeah, that makes me feel safe. Yeah. And in the story on a and in the show on a good yeah, note there. Good note. So, there's back in 1989, MSU football was a little shady. <laughs> just just so you know. But, you know, it's good things to look look at now. We're in a good place now. We are. We've got the men's basketball team winning championships. That's right. Women's basketball, not so much. But, you know, hey, they'll make the tournament, hopefully here. See what they can do. They lost their first game in the Big Ten to Wisconsin. But, you know, men Big Ten, or men, men's team looking to win a Big Ten championship. They say there's still banished to be raised. I kind of believe them. Yeah. It's been been a good hour. Talked about a lot. Touched on pretty much everything. We'll be back next Monday. We'll have our brackets in hand. At least I will. I don't know about Brandon. <laughs> Pavel will be back then. We'll know the tournament. We'll know the outcome of the Big Ten tournament. Should be a lot of fun. Come back next Monday. Thanks for tuning in. See you. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.